happening, Trips, and welcome to the episode three of the With Mates podcast, where today we will be talking about the season finale of One Division. Joining me today, it's a bumper episode because we have six wonderful guests. We have the 100 Film Review Team. We've got Van and Greg, Paul, Craig, Sasha and Joseph. Guys, thank you so much for coming along and talking with me about all things geeky. How are we all? Good. 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 Yeah, I don't think that's true. That, that, that'll be fun to over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so just before we get started, obviously, I'd like to introduce how I know the people that come on the podcast. So these six guys are six relatively new mates. And for me, it's a strange thing because we all met through lockdown doing the 100 Film Review podcast. And I haven't met a single one of them, but I do consider them really good mates. So how do you guys feel about like, the fact, like to me, I think that's so interesting, the fact that we've been working together for the best part of a year. Craig, you were the one that kind of brought us all together. What's, what's your thoughts on the fact that we've now been, what, eight, nine months, nearly a year, and we've still not actually met up? It's that, it is mental. It really it really is mental when you actually really stop and think about it. Because I, I, I'm i the same. I consider you all pals as well now. I mean, obviously, I, I knew V from before because uh, we, we trained together and stuff, and I've met Paul on, on set. Uh, working with them before but yeah it, it, as we were kind of talking about uh, before it's so weird that we've never been in the same room like I cannot picture anyone actually in the room with me at all like how tall everyone is and all, all yeah. these things it's, it's it's so weird it's so weird yeah that was the sad thing we have discussed height and I think I'm going to be the shortest <laughs> person in the room so that'll be, that'll be fun when we eventually do get to meet up um so what I want to do personality biggest personality in the room oh no that's that's a fight with Craig, uh, with Greg that I'm going to need to go away <laughs> I think I think that's a big fight I've got um so before we get into the episode I just want to get your quick thoughts on the series as a whole we'll go into that in more depth um near the end of the the episode and just what's your what's your background with the MCU everybody that knows me knows I'm a big loser and I watch everything and anything <laughs> that they show and I get into the deep kind of canon of it all so V I'm really interested in coming to you first because we've already butted heads about Marvel and the MCU. So what, what's your background? Have you seen all the films? Have you, were you excited about watching this series? And what was your thoughts on the series overall? Just quick views. Um, I've, I've, I think I've seen most of the films. Um, we can't really avoid them, can you? Um, no, I have seen most of the films. Um, I think there's a few I haven't seen. Um, so I know a fair bit about the Marvel Universe, and I've read a few comics, um, but I kind of do get a bit confused sometimes when people pop in different characters and I'm like, oh, I don't know who that person is, but I'm meant to know who that person is. Um, but um, I do enjoy I do enjoy them, um, and I do like some characters more than other characters. Um, I do like Wanda Maximoff. She's, uh, she's one of my favourite ones, uh, probably because she's the best one. Um, and <laughs> so I was looking forward to seeing this series as well because I think it's it, to me it's a little bit different from the rest of the Marvel um, sh shows and well um, movies that are out there at the moment. Um, it was a little bit more cryptic and you had to figure it out, and there was a bit more suspense in it. Mm -hmm. um, so I was looking forward to it, and I did enjoy the series. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, Greg. What about you, mate? Uh, I uh, I didn't know anything about uh, the Marvel. Uh, universe until about nine years ago now and I, I, I live with a bunch of art student people and they were all up to their eyes in comics and everything uh, and uh, just through osmosis and uh, I ended up uh, and just 
listening to them talk and they gave me stuff to read and then that got me onto the films and the films were good fun so I got quite invested early on and I got a little fatigued a bit later on and yeah, I can imagine. that was also fine but I ended up I ended up writing for these guys for their first comic book so I felt it was important for me to just immerse myself in as many of these as I could and the movies are a lot quicker and easy to get a hold of so I did that first and then worked backwards and it all worked out quite well, and awesome. I'm still here watching them. But I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little more, uh, I'm a little more hesitant to invest my feelings into them. Fair enough. More about your thoughts, quick thoughts on the series as a whole. Oh yeah, series. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I think it, I, I, I like that. Um, they, now that Marvel is so big, they can afford to make big weird risks like this. And yeah, um, yeah I just, I just really liked how they dragged out the concept for the first couple of weeks and then it only started to turn into like a Marvel property and all the Marvel things in like mm. the last two episodes. And I think that's fine because that's what we're all here for. We're here for the fireworks display at the end. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what about you, mate? What's your thoughts on MCU and the, the series as a whole? So um, I'm quite knowledgeable on Marvel. I have grew up with it quite a lot. Uh, MCU, I've seen most, not all. Sometimes I fell off round about Iron Man 3. I didn't see that in the cinema. And then I was like, oh, there's another one. Then Avengers, the Age of Ultron, which I really liked. And the thing that I liked about it was the sort of party scene. That's like my favourite scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that reminded me a lot of this series, WandaVision. I thought it was showing you a bit more of that side of the characters. So that, that I really like that about the series as a whole. Like towards the end, and I know we'll talk about this later. Towards I have some thoughts about how the series finale and stuff went, but I think particularly at the start few episodes, I thought, yeah, yeah, I liked seeing this side of different uh, of the characters. You know, not they're not necessarily mashing a villain's face with their fists. You know, they're <laughs> they're talking together and they're, yeah. they're they're watching television, and it's it's oddly becoming you know it's really nice <laughs> awesome joseph mate what about you what are your thoughts on um, mcu and then the series as a whole i've been i've been caught in the mcu since 2008 mate yes was that was uh, that the year you were born yeah uh yeah it was the year i was born <laughs> uh craig yeah. um for those of you at home i'm i'm quite young compared to the rest of the cast for the uh, listeners joseph is 12 years old i'm 12 um <laughs> obviously with the, the rugged voice of a 25 year old instead um <laughs> rugged. yeah i start oh <laughs> rug, uh, yeah rugged is not the word i would have chosen let's say whiny instead um uh yeah i started watching with the incredible hulk um the ed norton one and then just spiraled from there uh saw most of them out with the cinema um unfortunately but uh the, the one division i thought the series up until the finale was cracking Oh, he drops his first bomb. Joseph, me <gasps> and you're going to get along today, man. Me and you're yeah. going to get along today. Oh, I, 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 th- I think like it started with Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. With like Taika going, yeah, I see, I see what there is to the MCU doing. Let's change it up a bit. And he just kind of like goes wild with his own style. And then I thought, yes, that's what we're seeing now with WandaVision. And I was really excited, as Greg said, for the first start of it. And, you know, it's all this kind of cookie weird stuff. Then it got more marvel I'm like, okay, yeah, we need to bring it back. Then it got really marvel And then it got too marvel And they kind of forgot what they were doing. Um, but I will, I will save that for later. Well, I'm looking yeah. forward to hearing all about that. Sasha, what about you? 
So I love all the Marvel films. I don't know a lot outside of the MCU, but I absolutely love Iron Man. Iron Man is my favourite, favourite um, Marvel. Um, and yeah, I've seen them all, enjoyed them all. It's good escapism. And I like that different directors, like Joseph was saying, started doing different things with it. And you could kind of be like, oh, actually, I started liking it from when Taika did it or from like Black Panther or whatever. So that's quite cool that everyone can kind of come in and enjoy different parts of it. Mm -hmm. um, the show, I'm still not sure how I feel about. I've got like lots of yes bits and lots of, oh, I don't know what's going on here, bits, and, but like not in a good way. Um, but yeah, I, I I did like it and I was excited to see it. Um, and they did do some cool things with it, but there was also just like, I'm like, oh. Andrew starting oh. to sweat. Not, not at all. I'm actually sort of thinking if you go back over all the, the 100 film reviews, we've all been fairly like courteous with each other and fairly agreeing with each other. I think this might be the time where we get some the first kind of butting of heads. So let's come to the fearless leader of the 100 team. <laughs> Big Mooney, what were your thoughts on the series overall and what's your thoughts on the MCU? Can I just first of all say how weird this is that I'm not oh, yeah. hosting it? It's, 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 <laughs> it feels so strange. I'm also I'm also so relaxed. This is great. Oh mate, I'm the complete I'm the complete opposite. Like I've not been, I've not been nervous the first two episodes I've recorded. Whereas this now, my heart is beating out of its arse. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm looking forward to the audience seeing this more relaxed Craig this week. Be great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah. I mean, as as we've I kind of alluded to, I mean, we have, we have a we have a group chat as you as you all know, and you've seen me kind of piping up a few times about about the MCU. I mean, I yeah, I absolutely love the MCU, and it's been been since I was a kid as well. Like I I, I used to watch the the old Spider Man cartoons and the X Men cartoon and, and, and all that stuff. I absolutely loved it. Not so much the comic books. I, I never really got into the comic books themselves. I, ha I had a few, but not like avid reader. But I was much more into the the kind of on screen content for sure. So when the MCU kind of happened, it was it was awesome. And I'm also obviously, and this may be blasphemous to say, but I also really love the DC universe. But it's not it, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I got I got into all those TV shows as well. So. I was excited to see what Marvel would do when they when they came on screen with with the TV because they've done so well with the movies and I was really intrigued to see how they would approach it and whether they would blow DC out of the water straight away, which I think they might have done. Um, I yeah, I absolutely loved the season. I absolutely love One Division. For me, it was reminiscent of it was reminiscent of watching Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time or watching uh, Thor Ragnarok for the first time. It was a game changer. It, it was something a little bit different. And I, similar to Joseph and, and Greg, I absolutely love the early episodes because I'm a massive, I'm a massive TV fan as you all, as you all know anyway. Um, and I love old TV. Like I, I used to love Morgan Wise, The Two Ronnies and Monty Python. And I think if I, if I was American, I would have really enjoyed things like the Dick Van Dyke show and mm. The Witch and things like that. So I really love those early episodes. Uh, we'll get into what we'll get into what we're talking about, about the season as a whole later on. But for me, my, my kind of cliff note says, I think the season peaked at episode seven. I didn't enjoy episode eight and nine as much, but nitpicking, nitpicking. I still thought they were very, very good, but I'll explain why a little, little bit later. But I thought it peaked, peaked, peaked episode seven. But yeah, love the season as a whole, and uh, I think it was it was really cool that they took a good risk with it because they could have played it safe. They could have gone with Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. They could have played it safe, more Captain America running the mill. But they decided to go with this, and I like that. I think that's the, the the weird flex that that Marvel now. Is Greg kind of touched upon they, they can afford to have they've had so many hits they can they can risk something because they've had so many hits most people trust them and they can, they can just go right here we're gonna we're gonna have a talking tree and a talking raccoon 
and then Thor's going to put on a fuck ton of weight and people eat that shit up. So now what we'll do, we'll just get, we'll kind of, we'll blast through the episode because I'm now desperate to hear the fact that you were kind of split between two groups of love and hate. So I'm desperate to kind of get to the point of what your your favourite, your highs and lows of the, the series overall. So we'll blast through this season finale. So the thing that I enjoyed about this was it kind of picked up straight off from where we left it off in episode eight. We get straight into the action. We see Wanda and Agatha fighting. We get loads of lovely wee references between like, you've got the Wizard of Oz thing with the boots after she smashes her way a car. She gets a Dumbledore hand after she starts um, sapping the energy from them. So how did, how did you feel it opened up straight away where they left off from uh, episode seven? Paul, what, what did you think of the opening? Racking, you know, I, I, it was straight away. She, Agatha's got our rope, magic ropes around those imaginary children's necks. So the stakes <laughs> were high. Um, but, you know, it was... I My thoughts on this episode, I, I love the the start with like the the boots and as you say you know and that but it did straight away feel very mcu movie but on television yeah uh, was my my thoughts straight away and i never really moved away from that feeling throughout this episode so i liked like the fight was fine but what would you say is the main criticism of every villain or most villains in the MCU? For me, it's one thing that comes to mind. What was that, Greg? They're too handsome. (laughs) 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 Well, my thought was that the main criticism for most MCU villains, aside from the ones that really stand out, are they're just a mirror of the Mm -hmm. hero. Mm -hmm. And then what were these two? They were yeah. like, one was literally a copy. <laughs> <laughs> and then know, one was another witch. I think I think that is like, even back to the very first Iron Man, you had that exact thing where it was, it's Iron Man going against bigger Iron Man. Um, but for me, I think, for, for, the, for the series overall, I think that the, the Marvel part of this was my least favourite thing. So we'll get into it later on about some of, the, the, some of my favourite things, especially in this episode. But I think... To me, it was very, not paint by numbers, but you go, yeah, this is us now getting to the, the nitty gritty. We're having the, yeah. the face off, as Paul says, it's it's witch versus witch, it's white vision versus hex vision. Um, but there's lovely wee moments, I think, kind of strewn in between. V, what, what did you think of the opening? Was there anything that kind of stood out for you? Um, I just thought, I'd, it, it, I have to agree with Paul in a way, you know, it's just um, when I said I enjoyed I did enjoy the series. It was more for the for the way it was so different to a normal Marvel film. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that opening scene, yeah, you could see it was going to be a lot more superhero and a lot of flying. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a lot of flying in this, and that's the thing that got that got me. I was just thinking, God, they just keep flying around, and that's when it kind of like loosed. I got I got lost a bit because I just when I start seeing CGI people just like fly in the air and stuff, I just lose a bit of a connection because they're not real to me. They're just. Yeah. I think that's, that's just you bringing that up. That's kind of pointed. I think the fact that both fights were very much like that, like it wasn't as if you had like a Captain America on the ground fighting the Chitari and then you've got like Iron Man flying around and doing the same thing. But because both fights were very much, as you say, like CG heavy and they're, they're both kind of similar in the sense of, right, we're going to throw energy beams at each other. Mm. Never thought of that, but yeah, that's a really good a really good point. Greg, <laughs> what, what were 
I didn't mind the flying so much. Like I feel like I feel like from a budgetary standpoint, if you can suspend a couple of actors on some wires uh, and fling them about a bit, that's like a very cost-effective way to do your finale. Um, and I think, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, with all your laser beams, you can uh, you can fling those in whenever you need because it wouldn't be a Marvel property if we didn't have a bunch of lasers uh, blasting off. They did the sky beam thing again. I was I just going to say that. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot. I thought they were, I didn't even They did it twice, Greg. Twice. Two, Two sky, sky beams. beams. Oh, my God. I thought they were learning. I was so wrong. <laughs> uh, but, no, I don't, I don't think... Uh, we haven't had too many, like, airborne characters doing a lot of airborne stuff before, so I didn't, I didn't mind it as much. Mm. Uh, but I think if you added it up, it was pretty flight heavy but i haven't seen a lot of that recently so i'll take it joseph sasha craig anything anything to add that you kind of you, you guys took from the the opening uh, kind of similar i felt like the show was quite slow and nice and trying you're learning more about wanda and what was going on and how she was feeling and stuff and then boom big fight in and then yeah okay and um, that's fine and also i think wanda's supposed to be so powerful i thought i'm like Ah man, she would have took her out ages ago. So I kind of I don't know, I don't know how I felt about that either. Craig, it was it, it was it was too short, I think. And I know, yeah. I know, and I know, and I know why because like you know you've got you're throwing all this money at it. But when you think of a TV show, when you think of a series finale, and it is a series finale, I imagine I don't think there's going to be a series to it. This is it. It's a, it's a limited series. Isn't it? I mean, he, he has come out and said, he's he's not confirmed that this won't get a series to, but he's he said that some of the series there will be two series but he hasn't confirmed what one i would imagine this one won't no yeah because like what would you yeah how, how would you how, how and where would yeah. you go with it it'd, yeah. be a, it'd be a, it would be a different show maybe wanda and vision are still the main characters but it would be a different show yeah but like and when you're coming to this kind of point you want to see a little bit more it it, it just it made like the runtime if you're because the, the credits and all that stuff aside it was probably like 40 minutes and like i think for the think for a finale of a show it's got to be at least an hour at least mm. an hour and the thing for me with it was you say it was too Marvel. I actually think it was they tried to go down the middle and they missed on either side for me. For, right. So I think I think what they did was they they tried to give you both, but they didn't have enough time to do it. But what I'd like to have done, they should have gone one way or the other. They should have either gone, let's wrap up this nice contained story. Let's get one division wrapped up nicely. Let's make it its own thing, its own show. I'd prefer that option. Or if they were going to do the other way, fair enough. I would prefer the first option, but if they're going to do the other option, give us something to go fucking hell yeah and that didn't happen there was yeah. no like I, I feel like there was a lot of hype around this finale and i'm wondering <laughs> why i'm wondering but i mean and, and, it, and it might and it might be a lot it might be to do with like social media being you know being social media or like marvel not gonna you know kind of ramp it up a little bit but yeah a little yeah, bit yeah, a little bit <laughs> but yeah there was just there wasn't it didn't match what i was expecting the expectation was not met and i think either yeah either go do the one division, get it mm -hmm. done, or give us something to really go fuck. You yeah. know? Well, I, I, think... I, totally, I totally agree with Craig there because it's like, as you say, it should be this hour long epic. <laughs> and as soon as the, the more marvelly stuff happened, I started switching off. I was like, okay, here we go. I know what I expect now. I know yeah. exactly where this is going. Where, mm -hmm. like, in the main bulk of the series, as soon as that episode ended, there, there was no clues for the episode going to end throughout the first sort of seven episodes. As soon as that credit started hitting, you're like, no, fuck, I want more. Come on, stop it, Feige. And, <laughs> and like in this, yeah, it's, it's, as you're saying, Craig, it's you want an hour-long epic. And the thing I had with the season finale is 
I was constantly, I was going, oh, oh yeah, that's another story thread I need to remember and care about. Oh, oh yeah, that's <laughs> happening. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And they just didn't land on any of them properly, I think. They were dancing about, they were skirting too much on all of them. Did it start to feel a bit like homework? It started to feel <laughs> like homework. And to be fair, I think it's probably half my fault is comparing every season finale like this to Avatar The Last Airbender, which is the best season finale. That's, yeah, that's not a fair comparison to which make. Which is like, not a fair comparison. <laughs> um, because like, if, if it's a final battle, you, you, you want... Wanda was never really on the back foot, let's face it. No, she. Yeah, you, I mean, you yeah, want, Agatha. You want, you Agatha was like saying that the entire time. She's like, "You're the most. You're more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme." So you're going, well, "Yeah." So you're not. Yeah, going. but I think yeah. if you tally it, she's, we go from like, "I'm not. I'm. I don't. Nobody taught me magic. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about." To ten mm. minutes later of runtime, I figured mm. out those runes that you very kindly yeah. told me about last. Like, time. I, I want. I want there to be so much more with Vision versus evil vision and mega vision and i, I wanted <laughs> i wanted that to, i wanted that to happen like the whole the whole theseus ship conversation yeah. Yeah. that could have been a beautiful parody of two robots on a hill from Ultron. <laughs> it, could a, it could have been a beautiful callback to that where it's like they're the other way around now hex visions fucked he's dying like evil visions like i'm gonna kill you now and then they have that whole revelation um, I'm southern now. What did Vision sound like? Uh, he, I don't know. He's a southern guy. Um, Matthew McConaughey doing a British. You could have had that, and then it, it could be like you know, Wanda's on the back foot. Wanda's getting the shit kicked out of her by Agatha. Agatha's like, "See, you don't deserve the Scarlet Witch title. I'm going to become the Scarlet Witch." And she's mm -hmm. like, "I'm still grieving," and she's having to destroy the hex to beat Agatha. And then basically, Vision goes into White Vision. And then we think White Vision's about to kill Wanda. Instead, he just sucker punches Agatha. It could have been that. It could have been like a big reverse sort of switch thing. But, but I just kind of felt it lost. A lot. Yeah, my, my biggest gripe with this whole episode is why didn't Hex Vision tell Wanda that there's now a Vision out there who remembers everything about her? Like, what what, 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 what happened? Like, why also, did he not Pietro, tell her? What, like, what, what is that will happen in the sequel? A, that will a... happen in the next yeah. movie. Vision will go on his own journey and they'll get reunited. Yeah, but... That's a whole so new think... thing for them to okay. make money. So, so what's going to happen with, like, White Vision? It's just going to be an hour-long Marvel film of him going down to West Coast Customs, meeting Exhibit and getting pimped up. Getting a, to a, get, a like, job. That's what it's going to be. He's going to get ready. He's of, then, kind of, he's of kind of touched on a point that I really wanted to have a discussion with you about, so it's, I think it feels natural to come in here. So a big thing that we've seen with most recently is with Game of Thrones and with Star Wars, where rightly so, we all have expectations. And yeah. because we are so deep within the, the lore of all these different likes of, of Game of Thrones, all Star Wars, all the MCU, where we're like, right, oh, there's comic books that this happened and, and oh, this character could could uh, return or this character could appear for the first time. So I think there is a good there is a good side to that in the sense that we're all invested and there was this real buzz and excitement to see this finale. But then you get the other side of the coin where people are like, why was Luke Skywalker like that? I, that's not the Luke Skywalker I wanted. That's shit. Um, so why do you guys or do what, what are your thoughts on the whole thought process of fan theory and fan expectation and should they should they judge what the writers and the directors do or should they just be happy with what they're given sasha um, what do you think oh i don't know that's a tough one um 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it is quite hard because everyone is going to want something different. And it's like when you read a book and then they make um, a movie with a book and you're like, nah, it's not how I pictured that. So mm -hmm. I think it's quite hard to do that because someone somewhere is going to be disappointed. Yeah. But I think it's a bit annoying when we push too hard to be like, well, it should be this way. And then yeah. it's like, well, we made it the best way we possibly could. But then it was so good throughout the whole thing. So you're expecting the end to be like, wow. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, if you can make all these other episodes so cool, how can you not make the ending yeah. a bit cooler? You know, just a bit, bit there. Um, yeah, so that's kind yeah. of my thoughts on that. Yeah, that, 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 I to totally agree with you on that, Sasha, because I, I, I think part of the problem, as I said before, part of the problem is Marvel there, because if you think about it, things like Thor Ragnarok, you went in with no expectations yeah, uh -huh. and look what you got. Because and Guardians, was, Guardians, and Guardians, yeah. No clue about it, and I was like, "This is cracking." <laughs> exactly. So they could have done that with one division. I think they could have just just brought it down a little bit, and then there wouldn't have been this much. Like if if they weren't, if they did, if, for example, if they had never said that one division was going to tie him with Doctor Strange, then we none of this, none of this would have happened. Like we, we wouldn't have been like, "Where's Mephisto? Where's Where's Benedict Cumberbatch?" We, we, we wouldn't have been doing that. So that that for me is part of the issue. Like just let it be its own thing because and then if you go in with no expectations you get something like the Ragnarok like Guardians of the Galaxy you get something that's just its own thing and it's wonderful and then there's, and I have like if I was to think about those films I've got very very few complaints about those films completely Nothing. Yeah. yeah I think they're all very well written stories and they're all their own thing I think what Marvel can do is they don't need to publicize they can just go uh, yeah. this this is coming 23rd of March and folk will watch it. They don't need to say anything. This is going to tie, you know, as you're saying, Craig, it doesn't need to tie into anything. They don't need to say anything like that. Just let the fans discover what it is. Then there is no expectation and letdown. Because as soon as you start alluding to things, that's when people start, you know, going all Charlie Day and pinning things to the wall, going where <laughs> Becky Sylvia is. And that's when, like, people get let down with it. I think there is. I say at some point that there was going to be this big character reveal throughout the series and then we were all like oh right so that was pietro but then he was sort of alluding to that it wasn't so i was like thinking oh right so that means strangers coming in they even say in this episode oh more powerful than the sorcerer supreme ba -ba -da -ba -da. and then just nothing i will no, no paul, the, paul the, the big character reveal was paul bettany's acting chops <laughs> that was it. I went. Point. I went and looked. I went and looked at that interview, and he was saying like, "Oh, it's this revered British actor who I've always wanted to work opposite yeah. against." I'm like, in, in <laughs> retrospect, like, power to you, Paul. That's a very funny joke that you're playing. Yes. But. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's the thing as well. As you'll see, a lot of these actors who will essentially, as as what um, Agatha says, meat puppets just have you on strings. Where he's he's putting out these wee things yeah. to get people excited and and to speculate and things like that. Whereas he's not wrong. I think I think that would yeah. be a really fun and difficult thing to do whereas you're acting against yourself can you do it is that something that you're you're able to do as an actor so as as, as greg's saying it's a fun wee jibe to get people talking but i do think especially with what you've seen with game of thrones and star wars recently is it is that like tone a dangerous line in the sense of how people rebel against it like for me i love the series and we'll get into specifically why i think the series works overall but yeah i had the expectations i was i was doing Christ, I started a podcast just to talk about it with my mates to speculate about all this kind of shit, do you know what I mean? Um, but I think, especially because of Star Wars, like I was a huge Star Wars fan, I still am, but I think for me, there is a point where I'm like, right, if they don't do what I like or what I wanted, 
I need to just be like, right, what did you give me then? And did it make sense? And do I want to see where it goes? And for me, I think WandaVision done that. Is, is it, well, Joseph and Craig, and you've, you've all talked about it, like, why didn't she, why didn't Vision tell her about White Vision? What what about Pietro? What we, There's still so many questions, and this isn't like a, yes, it's a season finale, but we've got like 342 more films to come. There's six series coming this year. Do you know what I mean? So it's, these things will interweave, and we will get to see where these characters end up. So we've got the, like, so the one, the one thing for me in terms of the, whether our speculation and stuff was the was the Pietro reveal, which I fucking adored, but I can I, I can definitely assume people would have hated it. So when they just said he was an actor called Ralph Boner, I fucking wet my pants because I'm going, that's hilarious. And then somebody I, I watched a I watched a review thing where somebody said that there was a character called Boner in an old American TV series. Was it was it like Growing Pains or something like that? Oh, it's it's a or, Scrubs joke. I know that, so it's from yeah. some kind of yeah. But it's it's from another series, so you do have that wink. Plus, it's just like to me, I'm going again. It's just another jab at the audience. So it's like because I was always apprehensive. I didn't think that's how they would introduce the X Men. You wouldn't just pull as much as it was a really have, cool reveal. I don't think that's how they, they would though, do it. Is the question like have they? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they could have. Well, For me, I, I don't think that's how they would do it. See, I, mean, I think because Wanda is so tied with the X-Men, it only really makes sense to do it through her. And yeah. the big famous Wanda comic book story is House of M, where she rewrites reality so that mutants are the the head honchos. And yeah. then that sort of re reverses. So I don't know. That is possibly a second season of this in some way where yeah, she yeah. does it again. When I've always had the theory because it was it was it was like the House of M comic was she she eliminated every mutant genocide killed every mutant so I'm going it would be quite a cool wee nod if she's maybe the reason because I've already suspected that when you've seen it um, Monica Rambo got her powers mm. because of Wanda's hex so I'm going right so she's got that power to to enhance someone's genes to get them powers so is that maybe is that maybe a way that we do introduce the mutants but the thing that that, that made me think was we spoke about it on last week's podcast is do people need to watch this to understand what's going to go on in the movies? And I think that's maybe why Feige and Marvel kind of held back from introducing a Reed Richards, from um, introducing mutants fully. Like, I think for the most part, as much as it's been a popular series, I think you might not get everybody watching these series and might want to see these big reveals like X-Men, like Fantastic Four, in a kind of film view. What, what, what do you reckon about that? No, I, I agree with you there, but that brings me back to the point point I made. Like then, well, don't hype it up. Don't mm. don't 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 make it seem like that's going to be what's going to happen. Um, and don't yeah, that 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 was that's the main issue for me, as I said. But and as I said, and also as I said before, don't go, don't go down the middle. Do yeah. do it then. If you if you're going to commit, commit to being one division its own thing. That just just do it. And don't and don't don't have all these little things coming in that might, you know, make people go oh, mm. you know. So we've spoken about whether expectations or our, um, our thoughts on what we think is going to happen. And there's a bit of a disagreement, but let's just talk about something I hope we can all agree on. Why Hayward is an honorary member of the Cunt Hall of Fame. I had to know <laughs> because I hate the guy and fair play to the actor because he played his part well. He wasn't really in a lot of this series, but I 
distinctively remember every time him being on screen going, I can't wait. And he didn't really get a comeuppance, but I was like, I just, you you need to not win and not even come close to winning. So what were your thoughts on this character? Like for me, he stood out just in the sense of, I hate this guy. Was he the FBI guy? Yeah. So the guy that, the guy that made white vision. Yeah. Uh, he was a jobby. Nah, I don't like him. A jobby. Smiled. <laughs> smiled far too much. Oh, he was just so up his own arse. Everything about him, he was like, "I will show. I'll get my dad to like me." And, you know, stuff like I that. I thought he was a government official just doing his job, doing what any of us would do in his position. Like, if you had access to this crazy upgraded robot and you had a chance to dissemble it and know its secrets, you would do it. I mean, send that robot in to fight its former lover, and then <laughs> open open fire on two children and empty a clip into them. Yeah, I yeah. mean, to I be know, fair, it, it, they that, are that imaginary me, children, so I don't know if rights extend to imaginary children. <laughs> How, does, does he know that? Does he know they're imaginary? Exactly. Well, that's not important to my well, point. No, no, but he did that stupid super filling thing of the, the gun starts clicking and he, and he goes, oh. I'm out of bullets. He looked at the gun <laughs> in a confused way. And what he's going, my bullets haven't affected these two defenseless children that I'm opening firing on. Usually when I fire on children. Usually when I fire on children, they drop dead. But no, it's not happened. He's a cunt. It reminds yes. me of um, the, the episode where he was like, was it the one before where he, he said to Wanda, oh, you want to see vision? Here's vision. Yep, and he's like all on the table, and he's all torn up. And I'm thinking, would you really do that? Are you going to show like the most powerful Avenger, her boyfriend, all torn up in a thing? And then I start thinking, oh, maybe he wants her to go and do this thing so that he goes and she goes and creates vision again yeah. in this alternate. We just dis- we discussed that last week where I think that was his op- like because he wa- he was brazenly like jabbing her and tra- obviously trying yeah. to get her to react and then when we see that vision how how he got it was the the excess power off the drone she chucked at him so I think that was his was his main goal but I don't know there was just I just can't get past when you yes it's all make believe and yes Andrew it doesn't really matter as much but I think about these things when you're in a world where you have these superheroes and you have someone that can cast spells and make things and all this and and you're going mate. Don't play in that sandbox. You're not. You're you're a little man with a little gun that imaginary children could stick up your ass if they wanted to. So it, just for me, when you see people like this character and like General Ross, they're great characters. But I'm just like, mate, you, you're you're punching so far above your weight, and it just irritates me where they are so convinced in themselves that like I'll get this done. I know what I'm doing, and blah blah blah. That That might actually be one of the most realistic things about these characters, because if that was in real life, I bet your bottom dollar they would be the Prime Minister. (laughs) (laughs) I'll show these Oh no, I I can picture that. Well, any ideas with the hex gens? Have we tried clapping at it? Like Like they at the hex. Like, don't clap at the hex. Uh, so we'll touch if, you going, if you are going to clap at the hex, make sure you shoot those kids first. <laughs> uh. So we've, 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 we've briefly touched upon the kids as characters and stuff like that. So the, the, I'm going to start touching upon the things I really enjoyed about this episode in the series overall. So there was a lovely wee moment where the kids, Vision and Wanda are all standing together and you get this like 
Incredibles pose yeah. where it's the family yeah. fighting and I'm just going, oh, that's really cool. And even the line where um, Vision goes off to fight himself and, and Wanda turns to the kids and she's like, right, boys, you deal with the military. Mum's going to go and sort something out. And I'm going, oh, that's so fun. Like, it's, it's just a fun wee line. Do you think, well, what, what do you think of the introduction of those kids? And I think obviously we'll touch upon it later on. But do you think that are those characters that you want to see again? Do you want to see them as kids? Do you just want to see them grown up? Do you want to see them? What's your thoughts on the kids overall? V, we'll come to you first. I really don't know. It depends on what the writers decide they want to do with those characters. Yeah. Um, I'm, I guess, like anything's possible um, mm. with Disney and Marvel. So they probably, and the, the whole end credit, yeah. um, the post credit scene. They're, shout, they're shouting, help me, mom, or something. Mm-hmm. So I do and, think we will get them back, but it's like, what, yeah. what kind of form are we going to see them? Are we going to see them as adults? Are they going to be yeah. new kids? Are we getting them dead. imaginary? Dead. I want them back dead. I want to see a snap. <laughs> like, like, they, like they, had to, they had to get rid of them uh, by the end of this episode because you can't have that character tethered to raising children when yeah. you need her for the next team up movie to punch a bunch of stuff in the face yeah except now with bigger redder laser beams <laughs> so for the, 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 the fact that the, the suggestion that she's that she hasn't quite recovered and that she's still a little unhinged mm. i'm really i'm really uh i'm really attracted to that idea uh, because awesome. you too it's it's too easy to have a will they won't they kind of anti-hero character except it's 90% sure that they won't do the right they won't do the wrong thing mm. whereas with this if you put those children in a difficult position with somebody who can literally reset the universe then hell yeah go for it but this don't is- give me like Wanda has is having a hard time separating working as a superhero and like, <clears throat> making time for her kids like don't give me that you could literally yeah. magic up another person to nanny them while you're out uh, don't don't take the sentence on face value, but uh, they made the right decision killing those kids. Yes, oh yeah, God. because 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 well, <laughs> there's your sound bite right there. Yeah, there that'll be the, that'll be my clip <laughs> for Facebook. But there's, there's a of <laughs> no, like from, child, from, from a from a writing standpoint, it was the right decision because it made it not a big happy ending. That we had yeah. a bittersweet ending, which I really respected. I thought I thought I thought it was really a really good way of ending ending their arc. Genuinely, like I, I think, like it, I, I, and as Greg said, like it wouldn't work if if those kids were were tethered to her. It, 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 yeah. it, it wouldn't work, especially for this character who's like the most powerful Avengers. As he said, and um, it, it, it wouldn't work. And mm-hmm. um, she has to have her own adventures and stuff still, for sure, and not become essentially the Incredibles on the screen because that's yeah. what that that is that is what I could see happening. I could, if, if they really really wanted to, they could make a live action Incredibles like no ordinary family. If anyone ever saw that show, throw back. What to a show. fantastic um, four of people to just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. So, so like, I, you know, Joseph, yeah, you, I, you you. Oh, sorry, Craig, on you go. No, I'm just, no, I'm just going to say yeah. I, I just think I just really I really like the ending. I like I liked how. It wasn't. It wasn't all happy for Wanda in the yeah. end, and, and, I, and I am looking forward to seeing how that's going to affect her in the future shows yeah. and movies. So, Joseph, you've you've touched on this point briefly, and and I really enjoyed this part, um, just because of who the characters were. So we got the was it the ship of Theseus, yeah, the two visions, and I thought ship of Theseus, Theseus, um, mm. I thought that was a really clever way of doing it because. I was, exp- I was while I was watching. I was saying to my, my dad, "It's like yes, the, the, well, one of them comes across very human, but they are machines. So to me, I'm going, 
war and fighting as an emotional thing. Like if you, you get too heightened in your emotions, you're going to maybe throw a punch at somebody. Whereas these are two machines based on logic. So why wouldn't they talk it out? And I just thought it was a very nice wee kind of throwback as well to, we've seen that in the Doctor Strange movie when he fought Dormammu. It wasn't a fight. He just was like, I'm going to piss you off over and over and over again until you piss off. And I just thought it was a nearly, it was a nice way of, because I had the same, the same theory of, are they going to kind of combine and be one and then Vision is back? But then I think what they've done, to, to touch on what you've said as well, Craig, I loved the ending. So I was like, right, no, I think they've done, obviously we know there is a good chance that we will get Vision back in some form, one, or another, one way or another. But what, what was your thoughts on that overall, that, that scene together? I've seen what Joseph said. So I love scenes like that. I, I genuinely love scenes like that. It's why I think the best part of Age of Ultron is when Vision speaks to Ultron right at the mm-hmm. end, when it's just mm-hmm. those two. I love that scene. Um, and I would have... I would have. It kind of goes back to how the fact the finale wasn't long enough, and it should have either been at least a two-part or, or more, so yeah. you could have had more time on that. We could see, you know, we get a big CGI fight of them beating the shit out of each other, and then it comes to that, as they're both mm-hmm. scarred and buggered and ugly. And then you get that whole ship of Theseus scene, which is basically Vision going, right, I need to fight him like a machine, because he's yeah. a machine. As opposed to Vision going, how Vision's more emotional, and we see that at the end when he actually sheds a tear. Mm. which is fucking beautiful. Um, and I think that, that scene has so much legs just on its own. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit it's a bit criminal. We didn't get more of it. But it also leads, leads to the end of the thing that I like when series do this, on which Game of Thrones started having the balls to do, but then it kind of got too cocky with it, is just letting a character be dead. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I was, I'm really hoping that that's it for Vision. And he's gone. Mm-hmm. Would you say that it was an exa- a prime example of two robots having a robot off and only the most human one can win? <laughs> yes, it, it, that, it was. It was checking the, the Shackleton uh, tick box. Um, it, oh, we'll go through that at the end. We'll go through oh, that. we got that for the end. Oh, good. Yeah, good. we're going to get All through right. the checklist. I, I it, think was really, it was a really good list. That was a cracking list. I think the, the thing that it's kind of just disappointed me about the episode was that I, I hope that they haven't gone, look, all these characters are gone now. Uh, but they're back again. I mean, we've already on. got rumours that Captain oh. America's coming back. Like, yeah, I just, like, I just want them to stick, stick with <laughs> their guns. I want them to stick with their guns because exactly. that ending for Wanda's family was beautiful. Yeah. I had the lump in my like, throat watching that. Like, come on, kids! Come on, kids! Let's tuck you into bed and we'll watch yeah. all the together. It, it was, it was proper. It was like proper. Um, we know the bomb's about to drop, so let's get comfy. <laughs> it was, it was that sort of thing, and it was, it was really heartbreaking to watch and know that Wanda's going to be left with nothing. And again also like thematically as well it's also a callback to how Wanda's childhood was with her parents mm-hmm. her parents would have been going through that exact same thing being in that war zone they'll be thinking mm-hmm. well when we talk them in tonight that could be it you don't yeah. know so, so it was it was a good callback and a good uh, arc for her as well but we all but, know Vision's coming back because Hex Vision put his finger in White Vision's head hole and uh, <laughs> you know special place. memories in him and then yeah, so but that's the thing I didn't get because um, how because Vision was created through Wanda. So how did Wanda know all of Vision's memories? 
magic stone. Mind stone. Magic, magic. stone. Yeah. Magic stone. The magic it's stone like that made the universe. Fuckery. Well, it's like <laughs> you know, when, you know, when you're on your smartphone, when you've got to like, you've got to get like a needle to press that reset button at just the right angle, and then it all mm. just sort of. Like, I'm assuming. That's what they were going for. Yeah, that was the big I, deleted scene from this episode. It was actually Vision finding a big one of those needles and oh, just right. sticking it at the back of White Vision <laughs> and a oh, slot right. pops out. No, See, I always just switch the SIM then. card over. That's what that's what the, the, the original plan was. <laughs> I'm back speaking been... Spanish. <laughs> 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 I always theorised that it would be something to do with Wakanda because obviously you got Shuri was trying to take his, his stone out before Thanos came and ripped it for his dome. So I always thought there was like some sort of like I don't know like a USB or a memory card or something. We just stick it in him. And, and I mean, he's a big robot back. man. Of course, he's yeah, gonna have he's... a USB somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So think... surely he shouldn't be as powerful if he doesn't have the stone. But this is what this is the thing though. I think that they're trying to to get at is he isn't the stone as it, as much as the stone was a part of him. He is so much more. He's Jarvis. He's he's Ultron. He's he's Tony's um, Bruce. VPN. He's yeah. He's <laughs> He's robot well. Superman. Yeah, it's it, mate. Essentially, mm-hmm. but Superman doesn't die, and neither does Vision. So I do believe that when he does, get Vision back. Bring yeah, back anyway. Superman <laughs> versus Batman would beg to differ. Is it, and, isn't the and the three the Justice League well. movies that they've now released since then <laughs> will beg to differ. Your point. Um, so we'll quickly go through the ending because again. This was the, the the ending wasn't something not the ending ending the big the fight ending. This was very much like in the background to me. So we see they have their 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 witch off Wanda. I didn't see this coming as well with the ruins. I thought that was a really clever device, kind of calling back to was it episode seven or eight, whatever, uh, whatever the episode. The previous it was. one. Yeah, the previous yeah. episode. They talk about the ruins and how the 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 witch that casts that spell is the only one that works. But after that fight, I got my biggest relief from the episode that they didn't kill. Catherine Han. They didn't kill Agatha. She is one of the biggest highlights of this show, and the yep. fact that they didn't kill her gives me hope we'll see her again, and the fact that she's like, look, you don't know what you've done. I can help you, and she's like, if I need your help, I know where you'll be, so you're going, right, cool. There is a chance, and I think how popular Catherine Han's been in this series overall, there's a very high probability that they're going to they're gonna bring her back. But we've already kind of touched upon the 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 ending of the episode and this for me is the highlight of the episode and the highlight of the season i think what marvel have done with wanda and with vision for two characters that were relatively background heroes they, they they didn't really have arcs they didn't have stories and they've now essentially filled that gap and i care more about these two than probably 90 percent of the other superheroes because the, the, the clever devices they used, like Darcy, when Darcy was explaining to Vision what's going on in the sense of you can tell you you guys love each other. And that's us as viewers watching this and you see what Wanda has to go through. And I think that is why the ending is so beautiful. That Wanda's went through Vision's death three times now. And then on the third time, she lost her imaginary babies. So you're going, what? We've already seen her after her brothers died and Vision died twice. She managed to do this to, the, to, to Westview. She now knows she's the most powerful being on the planet, essentially. She's got a book how to tell her to be more powerful, and now her two wanes and her husband's died for the third time. So what what do we think is going to... As much as... Talk on the, the, the ending of the episode, what you think the character's development's been in terms of where their arc's been, and what do you think this means for Wanda going forward? Craig, I'll come to you first, mate. I... Well, where I think it's going 
certainly i i am of the mind that one that will it will be like a batman versus superman type thing initially in the doctor strange 2 i th i think she will be the the antagonist to begin with because she'll be going down a dark path trying to find a way to like save her family bring them back somehow which is what I think that post-credit scene was a little bit about. She's working out a way to maybe get more powerful and actually get this to be for real. Mm -hmm. um, but I think she'll come in as the antagonist. I think Doctor Strange is going to obviously, like as Catherine Han, uh, as Agatha said, um, you don't know what you've done. She'll have done something that's going to unleash the main plot of uh, the Multiverse of Madness. And I think she will be the initial uh, problem that Doctor Strange has got to solve. And then they'll work together to to essentially make everything okay again as, as, as these movies do um, so yeah that's where, that's where I think it's going and yeah in terms of her arc in the show I think it was absolutely brilliant I think she did a really good job and as you I totally agree with you Andrew that I, this is what TV does though this is why I love TV it, TV gives you more time with these people yeah. and I, I, immediately I am more invested as you said in both these characters and I think I, I loved I, I really I really enjoyed that Paul Bettany got to really show off his stuff which has not really yeah. been he's not been able to do that in, in this universe yet and he really got to and I, I really really enjoyed the performance Greg what, what, what do you make of the ending and, and what's coming yeah all those things it's all there like they're like regardless of what happened in the middle of this show um mm -hmm. it, would, it would it would have to end at a point where she could be arranged into the next thread of events yeah. and yeah punching Bendit come back for a bit and that fits um <laughs> having a change of heart halfway through that film like what um also fits and then you've got a much bigger threat of course and like uh and I, sh I should be bored with that but because we're we're saying the rough out outline for a plot years in advance but we'll watch it because we want to see that and it's mm. fun and oh. we'll have all manner of time to theory craft and yeah pitch our ideas and i'm running out of energy <laughs> <laughs> paul what did you make it mate well, I think the ending, I think I'm still right. I'm just prematurely right about Big Daddy Mephisto because that book is the book of the damned. Yep. And like that basement that Agatha had was like this gothic, there was a goat's heads, you know, hanging places, you know, it's like, it is a, and the thing I thought wasn't actually very well explained was where did Agatha get all of her power from? Because she was just all of a sudden more powerful than all the other witches. Yeah. So I was like thinking for quite a while, oh, she's obviously like possessed or blessed oh. by the devil kind of thing. So I think the next sort of thing is Wanda is look, is going to do anything to find her kids. Multi, She's going to open up doors she shouldn't be opening up to get, find her kids because they've evaporated into the ether. <clears throat> and uh, he's gonna, she's going to open up a door to hell basically or to wherever the marvel version of hell is mm -hmm. and mephisto's gonna come through dr strange is like whoa back up what are you doing then that's all gonna go down and then i yeah. think the next stage after that is having wonder again i'm i'm sticking to it doing a house <laughs> of m thing making the yeah. mutants sasha anything different i don't know i kind of agree i think um there's going to be some sort of different universe situations going on. Shit's going to go down because she's going to go and look for her kids. Because you did hear that and you're like, they're definitely in another universe. And she kind of reminded me a wee bit of Doctor Strange with her wee pose at the end. Yeah. And like, been able to, so, to be able to open up 
Yeah, I, was saying... wee, I loved that wee callback where it was her uh, using her, her other kind of soul self to, to research while she's having a nice wee lovely cup of tea. Aye, so she can do both relax and work at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, v, 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 you got any anything different? Um, yeah, you... I don't know who this Mathiso dude is, but um, uh... I, I, will, I, I, I will be playing him in the in the MCU. Yeah, that's, 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 that's I'll see you when they when they bring mutants. I will see you there with my uh, vibranium claws, mate. Oh yeah, <laughs> telling you, Feige, exactly. if you're listening, I want that audition, please. I'll be blue. Uh, me too. I'll be Nightcrawler. Me too for Mephisto. Please. Oh, I wanted to be Night. Oh, fine. I'll take Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Cyclops. Joseph, oh, what are you, mate? Right. I'll be Jean Grey. Um, <laughs> You'll be Jean. What was? What, what was you saying? I don't know now. Um, About yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, I agree with um, Paul. Um, what he was saying there, apart from the Mephisto guy, obviously, I don't know who he is. Um, and um, but I was also thinking maybe it could be. Um, Who's the who's the guy, the bad guy again? You said his name. Dormammu. The, 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 no, the main FBI guy. Hayward. Oh. Hayward, yeah. Like, I don't know if maybe he's figured out the way that she created those children and yeah. um, the fictional characters and mind control. So I don't know if maybe he's, like, got the kids somewhere and he's trying to create them into weapons or something. And maybe that's why she heard them call out for her. That's just another theory i thought Again, it I, think, be, but, yeah. I think with the multiverse you, you, there are so many different ways that you can go in the sense of where and when and now what planet or universe we're going to be mm. in joseph have you got any other thoughts mate um kind of on some similar vein but i i want them to go a different direction because we all know you know it's going to be wanda versus um benadryl cabbage patch at some point <laughs> and these she's going to be bad and he's like no you don't need to be bad and then she's going to be okay i don't need to be bad anymore and they beat the bigger evil but i want her to properly become a villain i want yeah, her yeah. to become the big bad of the next arc and because she is the most powerful thing in the universe now and there's no one who can stop her and what happens when there's someone who's so powerful and nobody can stop them they do whatever the fuck they want so i think she's going to do her whole I need to get my husband and kids back. She thinks she's doing everything right. She thinks she's in, in the right here. But in actual fact, she's tearing holes in reality. And that's, I think, if, if it's um, Multiverse of Madness next, um, I think, I hope it's going to end badly. I hope it's going to end with heroes getting defeat, wormholes are open, that sort of thing. Mutants come back. We get Hugh Jackman again, um, <laughs> just, for, just for a little bit. No, and then, we cast yeah. Andrew Grayson. <laughs> no, that's what we get Andrew Mason in as young Wolverine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm cool with being young Wolverine. Even though um, really and we get Logan back as well. But like yeah, I I I hope it goes poorly for the characters the, the interesting yeah. becomes evil. The interesting thing that I didn't realise that 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 how coronavirus has fucked us in another way is this series was coming out in spring this year and the next film was in May, was going to be Doctor Strange. Yeah. So the fact that they've had to backlog all those films like a year we were going to get the resolution to this yeah. weeks in like two three weeks we would have been seeing doctor strange so fuck you coronavirus for another fucking i thought tesco was the worst part of that fucking virus but no it's <laughs> strange wow. so before we get I, to I the just, highs just, and lows what <clears throat> since joseph sorry i was just gonna say i just want them to break the mold a little bit i want yeah. them to keep keep throwing curveballs yeah. at us <laughs> and, and and like stop giving us you know too much hype 
Mm. And that way we can start getting really surprised by these movies again. I mean, I think literally. What you saying, Greg? Angry fans. How (laughs) canon is? I was just thinking about. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about my own theories here. But how canon is uh, Agents of Shield? Like really, not canon at all. Not at all. No, at at this moment, it's not. They are very much. Kevin Feige's come out and said they can reference us if they want, but it means fuck all to ours. Because I know they did have fantastic. They did have the book of the damned in that, I'm sure, and it's very well, different to, to to the one that, that's just been in one division. But I, as far as I'm aware, they probably still can pull the same way Star Wars can pull old canon stuff into the universe. Mm-hmm. They probably can pull things from Agents of Shield, but at the minute, it's not canon at all. Great, because I was just going to say my whole thing about Mephisto is he's basically Marvel's version of the Devil, mm-hmm. and you can't do him without Ghost Rider. And yeah. therefore, we need Nicolas Cage to come in multiversions <laughs> of madness. So what you're saying is the only person who can save Marvel and break the mould is getting Nick Cage. You read my mind. That's a film in of, of itself. Of course. I couldn't get through a podcast with the 100 team without that guy. I do want to shout out to the, the costume department of it. Of oh, yeah. yeah. The costume department is fucking phenomenal. And also... The Scarlet Witch outfit at the end. Mm. Like, I know for a fact, as soon as that scene came on, there was like a fuck ton of cosplayers out there. There was just like, right, let's get started. Getting out the Fulman Perspex. And they've (laughs) just gone to town because that costume is brilliant. Yeah, phenomenal. I I was going to say, I think that one, that costume is one of the ones that could potentially be like, you saw it with the the Halloween episode. I think it can potentially be one of the goofiest looking Mm. costumes, but I thought it looked awesome. It made it work. Mm-hmm. Made it work. That was like her frozen moment. No, like when she like went. Sasha's right. That's what tied the series together. If as she's going full Scarlet Witch, she gets a musical number. Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't put. I would not put it past them because as we get to one of the the, the highs and lows on my list, one of the highs is the music and the sitcom uh, music because Agatha all along is still on my spot list playlist. So before we get to the highs and lows, Greg sent us in, in the group chat uh, a prediction list um, of, of what he thought was going to come. So we're going to quickly run through this before we get to highs and lows and see how close he got. Before we jump in, any uh-huh. nitpicky Marvel people out there listening to this, uh, I, I don't try to get the things right. This was <laughs> things that I was expecting to see, and I was hoping I'd be wrong on most of them. <laughs> The sad thing is, is you're quite close with pretty much the majority. Oh, fuck, I know. I'm basically a god. So, right, one division prediction time. So his first prediction, a Harry Potter magic laser beam off where it looks like Wanda's losing before the arrival of Vision fills her with the power of love. Again, it's not far off. We get the, I would, we have, get the I would have also show. accepted that song being played as well. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we get the laser show and we do get Vision. For it, but the, the only difference being was she got saved by Vision when... White Vision was trying to crush her head, which I thought was a really cool scene. Was like, it was, crazy. but then if if he's so damn clever, like he could have just like phased his fingers through a skull and she'd have been dead. But we had to have that cool fake out of like, oh, you fa- your face. <laughs> so the second prediction followed by a she's too powerful, I can take it moment. I can't take it moment while two actors make other magic hands <laughs> at each other. Yep, I would say that was very accurate. Agatha exploding Marvel wastes a perfectly fine secondary villain because murder equals growth. That was the only one of your predictions, Greg, where I was like, please get this entirely wrong, which I'm happy to say. Fair you did. I'm fine with that. Um, Torture, 
Tortured <laughs> the shit out of it, which is totally okay. It's prediction number four. Those damn kids do a fake sad face. Like yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel that I, I, I probably would have taken that back uh, now because that's pretty general. Like I could have just said vision blinks a lot. Like it, of course it's going <laughs> to happen. Like it's number five. Two robots have a robot off, but only the most human robot can win. <laughs> Pretty spot on, man. And number six, a mic drop character reveal that will be all that anyone remembers and undermines the entire show just to set up the next thing that would be sacrificed on the altar of the mouse. And that point was my most interesting one because the fact that it didn't happen. Oh no, I I'd, I I'd argue it, it did. No, it didn't. No, 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 it, it totally did happen. The uh, end well, credit scene. Oh no, I, the... I'm I'm arguing it's Quicksilver. Oh, do you do you do you still think he's Quicksilver? Well, whatever the fuck. I'm not going to call him Mr. Boner. Like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Boner? <laughs> Mr. Boner. I, I, I agree. It did happen with like the end, the first end credits scene where she goes into the theatre. It's like, there's someone waiting for you. And I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, it's but I wouldn't end. say it's... Oh, the damn if you get, scroll. If you, get, <laughs> if you get Reed Richards in, that I would agree with it. If you get someone from the Fantastic Four or you bring out fucking Charles Xavier, but not... Hmm. The wee scroll lady that we don't know her actual she name. referenced she referenced Nick Fury. It's totally Nick Fury. Nick Fury's in them all. No, it's entirely. I've just realised. So we'll, we'll touch on the, the. We've not really spoke about that in credit scene. So Monica gets called into a theatre and she gets told, "Oh, someone wants to talk to you." Yes, it's entirely Nick Fury. We've seen Nick Fury at the end of Spider Man. Far, Far from, from home, home, I'm sure it was. Uh, I, I thought it was Captain Marvel. Like, they're, yeah, trying to main, they're trying to maintain a continuity from a film. How many years old now? Like a, a, an end, two end credit scenes separated by two, three years, and I'm yeah. supposed to still give a shit? Nah. I give a shit. I'll be there at <laughs> midnight. <laughs> but that's, that's my biggest pet hate is when I go to the cinema, and because I tend to, when these, when these Marvel movies come out, I'll go to the midnight showing because I hate spoilers, so I was like, right, I'll go first and blah, blah, blah especially at midnight showings when i see people leave and i'm like surely you, you're coming at midnight you you it need to know up. there's after credit scenes why the fuck are you getting up and it proper irks me um so we're going to quickly bash through what the highs and lows are so i'll give you my list of stuff and if there's anything you guys agree with or anything different please let me know so for me some of the highs paul bettany and elizabeth olsen acting was phenomenal the storyline that they were given the the romance between the two um was fantastic um i'm not one for a big advocate on awards but i hope they get recognized because to me i think people do have this kind of oh it's a superhero film but i think once you get past all the lasers robots superpowers all that kind of shit there's some really nice stories being told and i think elizabeth olsen especially was phenomenal um what do you guys think of that mm -hmm. oh, i agree completely totally agree. agree um catherine han another high give yes. me more of her and mm. everything uh, the supporting cast, I don't think there was a lot, like, for for the little times that they were used, I loved seeing Jimmy Woo, I loved seeing Darcy, yeah. I hated Hayward, he done his job in the sense of giving me that antagonist that I wasn't supposed to like, and even the, the people in the the people in the hex, they were great characters, and that scene where, where she kind of stops them from being under the spell, when they're just like, look, can just if, if you're not going to let us go, just kill me. It was really nice stuff. And like, I think the supporting cast were brilliant. The sitcom parodies, I think, were fucking spot on. I, I hear a lot of people saying that they didn't like the first couple of episodes because they. Alex. They were. Well, that was it, is that they maybe came in for the pew pew Marvel Marvel. Whereas to me, seeing especially Paul Bettany and Elizabeth uh, Olsen's acting 
going from the generations I thought was brilliant. The the music was fantastic. When you heard the sitcom songs, uh, Agatha all along obviously is a banger. Yep, all of, all of that. The thing that I loved as well was we've heard that Doctor Strange is going to be a, a horror movie. And I think WandaVision introduced that really well in two small parts. So we had the basement scene and then the scene in this episode when we go back to the, the witch's coven and the witches come back to life. I thought it were really nice ways of introducing uh, a genre that we've not yet seen in the Marvel Universe. And I think as well the romance. I think you could do a, a, a easily do a rom-com now. We'll you could say that the first two, the, the first two sitcom uh, spoof episodes were kind of David Lynchy spooky, and mm. yeah, when things started to go a bit weird. Yeah, when things went wrong at the end as well, yeah. yeah. When he was choking on his food, that was yeah. Weird. And when um and when you, you briefly saw his busted up head, mm. yeah, yeah, that's... yeah. Oh fuck that bit, man. That was good. Yeah. But how scary can they make it? Because it's Disney. So like, how, what well, rating yeah, is it that's... going to be? That's the thing they don't get. They've confirmed, I don't know if they've confirmed, but they've, they've, they've not said it's going to be R-rated, but the Blade film, I think, is going to be PG-13. Mm. So, Cowards. I don't, I don't know do what... Why are Blade? Because MCU and all that, that money. Is... Yeah. Apparently, that's what, as well, the Book of the Dead is how vampires first come into the, the Marvel Universe, so I think that's another uh... thing that adds into it. Have you guys got any more highs of this series that, you, that I've maybe not touched upon? The, I mean, the like... practical effects in the first few episodes, I think the practical effects were brilliant. Oh mm. yeah, Jesus. Yeah, with the pans mm. and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it would have been so easy for Disney to just go, "Here's CGI money, do it." I, th I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was brilliant. I think that's really what sold the show for me. Cool. Set design for those as well. Set design. Mm. In fact, it was Bits like filmed in front of a live studio audience as well, and just you know, it, yeah, more of that. Oh, the the little ads. I yeah, like the yeah, yeah. Great. that was a lovely touch. As well. Mm. Because the fact I mean, they're all callbacks to like other stuff as well. Yeah. That isn't like a, you need to remember this. It's almost like, you know, they're nudging you going, hey, remember that bit? It's a, it's yeah. a playful reference as opposed to something you need yeah. to know. That was definitely creepy didn't pick up on. Kids. Yeah. It was creepy when he's mm. on the island. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. It felt like a very fun middle finger slash gauntlet to people theory crafting week to week. Like, interpret this. Who yeah. are we listening to here? <laughs> What character might we be seeing for like two seconds based off this little animation? Make a theory out of this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just a shot of Mickey Mouse just on a throne of money, oh. just giggling. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be the screenshot for this episode. Because <laughs> yeah, symbolism can be subtle as well as uh, spooky. Um, have we got any more highs? Agatha killing the dog. Oh, oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my biggest rule, and I've said it before: is you can kill children, you can do all this kind of stuff. If you kill a dog, I automatically hate you, and this is the f and I want you to die. This is the first time I've ever watched something where she kills, where a dog gets killed, and a I'm literal like, made-up dog in a made-up world in a made-up world. It's <laughs> all made up, Greg. And, no, that's the, the thing because she, be she kills she kills a make-believe dog, and everyone's like, no. She can't be the bad guy, but we knew no. it was Agatha all along. But her hair is so good. <laughs> her laugh is so infectious. Ah. <laughs> the dog could be a real dog. It could have just wandered into into the place and then she mind controlled it. And it was like, oh, oh I just wanted... <laughs> yeah, it was really sad. <laughs> This is I, where I, V starts her own podcast. <laughs> just, just, just is a dog real or not? If it is a real dog. 
the animal sidekicks of cinema. Yeah, do, do, your, do, do your pigeon stuff and then the dog stuff as well. You can do all that. <laughs> yeah, that's the podcast I want is V-Tell. It tells all about the pigeon scenes in movies. Yeah. I easily listen to that. Yeah. Um, so we've had our highs. What about any lows? I've only got a couple. Mines are quite nitpicky. Um, because I thoroughly enjoyed this series overall. There wasn't really much I didn't like about it. So for me, was I'd have liked to have seen more of the supporting actors. I'd have liked to have seen more backstory on who they were, more of, as much as I hated them, more of Hayward, a lot more of Jimmy Woo, more of Darcy. And again, I think because I'm nitpicking, I would like to have seen more Monica, but I'm assuming we're going to get more of her either in other series or in the new the new Captain Marvel. And again, just because I'm greedy, I think I wanted more episodes, uh, the, the time, I wanted more length. I think at the start, if you were going to introduce the, just doing the the sitcom versions, that's fine being like 29 minutes, being half an hour. But as we ramped up and we got more and there was more things to be revealed, I would have loved an extra, what, 15, 20 minutes on the end of this episode and the end of the last episode. But what about you guys? What have you got for lows of the series? What no. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. I totally agree. I, I, as I said at the start, I think the show peaked in episode seven for me. I didn't. I did. And again, I'm. A, I cannot stress. I know. I know. I've kind of been going down on the series a little bit here, but um, I really enjoyed it. And I, I. And what I'm saying is, it was a really good show overall. So what I'm saying is, like, where it could have maybe marginally improved, possibly. Um, I didn't enjoy episode eight and nine as much personally. I thought episode eight was a little bit fillery for me. And I think at the end of a season, you you need to. And it, it, I I enjoy a show that does a two, takes a lot of time, two part finale type thing. I would have liked to have yeah. seen an eight and nine be more, like ramping up to the end, as it were. Um, I I really enjoyed it. Just to kind of touch back on highs as well, I really enjoyed episode six and seven. I because like I think what it did for me, it would have done for people who are a little bit older, um, for the early episodes. I really enjoyed watching the Malcolm in the Middle, uh, yeah, parody. That was my and favorite the, one. And the Modern Family one as well, um, mm. where you get the big Agatha's, Agatha all along song at the end. So yeah, I, I, as I said, I think I think the show peaked episode seven, and for, for me the lows were just needing a little bit more in episode eight and nine. Would it be worth uh, revisiting uh, the last two episodes and just watching them back to back and seeing if that scratches that two part finale itch? Maybe, maybe. Because you, I mean, granted, the episode eight was it? The pre- yeah, episode eight was just a big exposition dump. Um, yeah. And it was and it was good exposition. I didn't dislike watching it, but like you then it, you then kickstart the next episode, and they're in the middle of a fight, and off you go. And I wonder what that'll do structurally, because that'll be like an hour and a half then, wouldn't it? About forty-five minutes. Right, or so. so it'd be like it'd be like um, an early two thousands uh, Marvel property, like Blade or Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Do you have any lows? At least Greg? in runtime. Any what, sir? Lows. Uh, I'll give you some content, uh, Mister Boner, uh, Quicksilver. Um, <laughs> Such a high for me too. Whatever. No, no, no. Low. That's my low. He's the low. <laughs> oh, no, I know, but it's a high for me. I love that joke. <laughs> oh no, no, no. The joke. The joke itself is fine. The whole character of it for me was uh, the more I'm thinking about it right, was okay. completely pointless. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. It was there to be a continuity cock tease to the audience and to just be like ha, and then offer nothing uh, apart from ha. Um, and like, do you remember him from this thing? We've got him in our thing now. Isn't this cool? Like. And, so, and that was it. He didn't do anything, really. Yeah. He had an episode of chatting and giving some thinly veiled dialogue on behalf of Agatha that she could have done herself. He wasn't in the second to last episode at all, except for at the, at the end. And then in the finale, he was babysitting Monica for a little bit and showing her that he could beat her with one finger, except when he couldn't and she just <laughs> dropped him. Um, 
and took off the necklace of plot devices. I don't know what that is. I don't know why it was there. And then he went from, ooh, feisty, to please don't hurt me. And that was the last we saw of him. Mm. So can I, can, I, can I just ask how angry do you think Aaron Johnson is? Like, like on, a scale, on a scale of one to ten, like he got killed off in his first Marvel film, and then they didn't even ask him back to be to be quick. Yeah. So, I, I, to be I, fair, like, if I'm... they brought if they brought him back to do that part, I would be more pissed off. I think mm. I, I, I didn't mind the as as Greg so eloquently put it, the the continuity cocktease, which I'm now going to steal. Um, I didn't mind That's that. I thought it was. You. I thought it was. I thought it was like a really nice wee wink and saying, "Are we doing this?" Like I liked the huh. I enjoyed that. But if they brought Aaron Taylor Johnson back for that part, I don't think I would have enjoyed it quite as much. It'd have been different. Yeah, have to have why? Why does Wanda like? I know why we recognize Pietro because he's from X Men, but why does Wanda recognize him as Pietro? That's like yeah, that's a good point. I'm like because it just to. didn't make sense, and he's so he's a random actor, and he's not. Quicksilver. Whereas, if it was something that she'd made from our mind, like what we all thought it was originally, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, I recognise you because I created you subconsciously, yeah. kind of, th- yeah. kind of thing. Because it was in the it was in the script, Paul. <laughs> so basically, what? Elizabeth Olsen read the script. <laughs> she recognised she she was told to recognise him as her brother, mm-hmm. and of course, he says, "Am I going to get a hug from my sister, or whatever?" And the audience <laughs> cheers as well. So all the all the all the clues were there for her, well, and well, she yeah. had to roll along. And is is that why is that why when she created him, um, she uh, she gave him the name of Mister Boner as a nod to that <laughs> vaguely incestuous complot from the comics? Was that like some kind of some subconscious <laughs> Freudian uh, Freudian like nods to the audience? Are we picking up on any weird enough niche details yet, Marvel audience? Oh, no. no. <laughs> Give me the boner jokes and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Take your boner. So the thing was, it was the boner joke was there, and then, and then Evan Peters said yes. boner, and then laughed, and that made me laugh even more. Because yeah. and then and then his character stopped existing for the rest of the episode, and probably because they got the joke out. Yeah, they got it. We don't need anything else. And then when and when whatever property he pops up in next, he's going to have to say boner again at some point, just so that people remember. Oh, that was the link because the link Greg these two shows. Greg, much like a lot of men I've known in my life, once you have dealt with the boner, they go away, and ah. that's. <laughs> so you're Joseph, saying that he you fell, are twelve he years in... old. You shouldn't be talking like this. So you're saying that as soon as he got it out. Yeah, he, he could. He fell asleep for the rest of the episode. He did. Yeah. Actual... Okay. Right. And then the important people could get on with what they were meant to be doing. Hmm. Definitely going to tick the explicit box for this podcast. Did he have Was it just because of the necklace? It was just no. because of the necklace. Really? I, I don't I, think that's clear. That's not clear. It's not. Yeah. It, it's not yeah. clear. But X Men into this, he he should have powers if that is who mm-hmm. he's supposed to be. But then if that necklace comes off and he can't do anything, then that doesn't make any sense at all. Well, we I, think it's, um, I think it's... They vaguely touched on it in the dungeon scene where she... Where Agatha was talking about, I knew your background and your brother and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if she's got the power to give someone that ability or if it's just because it's in the hex. Because obviously the kids yeah. were imaginary and one of the yeah. kids was super fast and, yeah. and things like that. So I don't know if... I, I agree it was very very vague but i'm i'm entirely in greg's camp in the sense of i don't think it was important to him because he was essentially 
a continuity cocktail. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. If someone does skip ahead in this episode to this specific conversation, we've got to hear <laughs> the first comment I made. Andrew talking about a dungeon, and then yeah, it's going to yeah, be really I'm, weird. I'm, I'm definitely the rewind. <laughs> I definitely need Craig, to put in the, uh, put in the, the description. Kids. I need to put in the description about um this this episode's explicit, not for children, because there's a lot of boner talk. Um, I liked the length at which Peter <laughs> I liked the girth at which his character development took place. But we can all I agree don't that like the, the hangers or the too many hanging questions. I just don't know how I feel about it. But the length of how he's in it and the girth of his character development, I really like. And no, it's just a shame that Aaron Taylor Johnson got completely shafted for the role. Big sense. Uh, yeah. Okay. Honestly, I, I thought the Quicksilver bit would have lasted longer. Yeah. It kind of just finished a bit too quickly too for me. Yeah. <laughs> what has this uh, happened? Does anyone have any v, Sasha, those? do you have anything to comment on this? He didn't really, get, him, content he didn't right really now. get himself into a sticky situation. There we go. I would like to point out this never happens when I'm in charge. So I, was like, I'm, like, I feel as if like, you're showing me up in front of my fucking dad, man. Like, I mean, my, don't behave yeah. when he's here. Uh, Marvel writers, uh, just a tip: uh, don't get too carried away <laughs> with uh, your uh, Dublon Tundras because this is what happens to your fan base. <laughs> right. Oh, the now to segue on to plugging I the show. I, I was trying so hard to think. <laughs> I was trying so hard to think of a dick pun, but I couldn't. Um, is there any other lows before we move on? Anything else you think shouldn't have been in it? Anything else you wish were in it? Was in it? we had to all um i would have liked um the finale to be a bit i, I don't think episode eight was the the greatest episode uh, i agree with you there craig but i i would have liked the finale to be more like that and um, mm. i think something was missing from episode eight i i honestly don't can't really say what i would prefer instead of it being fist smashing against mirror images as is 90 percent of marvel fights now um, I would preferred it to be a sort of more lean into the drama of the side of one division, make it more about choice. They, they were, they were onto something with, you know, vision and the children disappearing and she has to make that choice. Yeah. They leaned into yeah. that more. They, they, they had it right in the palm of their hand, but they couldn't pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> we moved on, Craig. No, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> if if they if they just kept you know got uh, I was gonna say no 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 take, take the line again take the line again right I, I completely agree with Andrew like I think I I just wanted I just wanted more episodes I just wanted yeah. more no. I mean there was the rumor that there was going to be another episode but that gets shut oh. down that day, the... there is it's after the credits yeah, yeah. <laughs> very true yeah that's the thing um, that annoyed me was the post credit stuff because it annoys me because why do they do that you just wanted to read all the credits and just stay there like an idiot then sometimes it isn't any post credits and you realize you just sat through there or you've you know especially in a cinema where you sit through the credits and nothing else comes up hashtag save the art i was having my breakfast i was like here we go this is what we're going to do we're going to do this today, fine, I can relax. And then Andrew says, has everyone seen both end credit scenes? I'm like, <laughs> fuck! 
There's I've another no, one. I've got no sympathy for fucking any of you because you know this is the thing they do. It's, why? It's not even. It's not even their thing. Do you know the first film that ever did this? Was it Pirates? It's one of, of the, the Muppet movies. Oh, Muppets. It's yeah, one of the Muppet movies. I can't remember which off the top of my head. And aren't we all just the biggest set of Muppets having to sit here listening to watching all the credits go down? Surely, that... surely you get to see everybody's wonderful names that take to take part and in I, this. Amazing... And I and oh, I can you name you one of them? And not one a one fucking one, B, not a one. <laughs> at that point, I'm doing my theory shite. Ah, <laughs> I would like to see one of the Marvel films become a Muppet film. Yeah. The, the, I feel like we're, we're like five years away from that. They can do it. Gonzo as the Incredible Hulk calling it now. <laughs> or if you were to have a Marvel movie in which either everyone was Muppets except one, or one person was no, every one person was a Muppet and everyone else was real. How would you do that? Who would you have? As I'd the go. I'd go the other way. Yeah, I'd have way. I'd have Ryan Reynolds be the only human actor in a yes. sea of Muppets. <laughs> but just Deadpool. And I was going to say, you've just read yeah. Deadpool 3 there. <laughs> yeah. The Disney version of Deadpool 3. And that's it, it needs that's, to that's how they do it. So Disney, guess, if you are listening, uh, yeah. the 100. Uh, and, uh, we don't just we, do dick jokes. We, we, do we don't just well. do dick jokes. We do amazing <laughs> plot pictures. Oh, by the way, I, I hope I hope to to whatever episode I'm on next, Craig, all the dick puns are coming to that episode. Try and fucking ruin I'm this bold podcast. Bold to assume you. you'll be asked back after this. That's true. <laughs> Welcome um, into the third season of 100 as we start to review Magic Mike. So uh, now I'm <laughs> followed by... Sausage party. It's um. <laughs> <laughs> a great one. So well, that's us. We've got to the end of the review, guys. Thank you so much for being on and not taking the piss too much out of dicks and things like that. Um, where can all the lovely people listening to you find you on all the socials? V. Oh, where are um, you? Our Instagram. Um, I am on Instagram. Um, it's, it's a boring name, Vanishery underscore eleven. I'm also, um, sorry, not seeing, that's not Instagram, that's Twitter. Um, Instagram is um, Vanishree underscore Tapoyal underscore actor. I'm sure you'll be able to remember that full name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or you can just find me in short underscore one, which is my original Instagram. Oh, she's got a secret life. Greg, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on the 100 podcast, disrespecting that format. And that's about it for the time being because uh, Instagram is strange and scares me. <laughs> yes. Paul, what about you, mate? Um, I think I have a Twitter, but I don't really use it. So just look for Paul Stirrett on Twitter. But on Instagram, <laughs> on Instagram, I am at Stirrett Story. You can check me out there and uh, various nonsense that i post there uh check out game of cones as well a wee series i'm part of uh, and that's we just filmed two episodes uh, well two days of filming there for our pilot concept uh proof of concept episode uh, and we've got more to come yes Ooh. joseph what so, about you yeah. my friend uh you can find me on twitter at uh joseph boone um not spelled how you think it is, J-O-S-E-F, because my parents are weird and <laughs> spelt it differently. Um, and you can also occasionally find me um, co-hosting or stealing uh, uh, my my lovely partner's Twitch stream, which is at Purple Coffins on Twitch, um, and also on the 100 podcast. Purple Coffins just followed me on Twitter, and now I know who it is. 
Yes, you did. Yeah. Sasha, what about uh, yourself? Where can we find oh, you? Oh, sorry. You can also oh, find me on Fortnite as Noobmaster69. Um, <laughs> kicking Thor's arse. Kicking Thor's arse. Sasha? Uh, yeah, I'm a mostly an Instagram person myself. I'm a, a Sasha's Moments. Um, my Twitter, I'm not really sure what my name is. I think it's Sasha Mac with like three A's and one of them's quite big. I don't know, but I don't really use it all that much. I just share everything the 100 do and hope for the best. I find Twitter quite freaky. Um, and yeah, at the 100, woo. And also I'll be filming my wee scenes. I'm not sure when for Game of Clones, but soon. Um, so yeah, Game of Clones, woo. Awesome. Um, and yeah, fearless leader, Craig, where can the people find you? This is why I don't ask you guys to do this on our show. Uh, right. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, well on the machine at this point. Exactly. exactly. Uh, you can get me on Facebook and Instagram at Craig Andrew Mooney and on Twitter, Craig A. Mooney. Awesome. And as, oh, the ladies, <laughs> as the ladies and gents have told you, you can find all our beautiful faces and voices at 100 Film Reviews. Make sure you find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Sasha now is controlling the Instagram page as well. So you can find us on all those socials. We're up to 14 episodes now, Craig, yeah? Yep. 14 episodes, all these different movies. Make sure you check out what we've had to say on all those films, um, apart from Trainspotting 2. Fuck that episode. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow me on all the socials, I'm at andalfthegrey on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow us at withmatespod on Twitter and at withmatespodcast on Instagram and Facebook. One more time, guys. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. I look forward to speaking to you again about all the movies we've got coming up in the new season. Keep your eyes peeled on all social medias to see when and where we're doing that. But thanks for listening. Latest on the Minji.